Coming up on Superboothers, Ryan and I discuss how we can put more of an emphasis on feelings and emotion and why you should care. Stay tuned. Welcome to Super Boothers. My name is Ryan. And I'm Esmail. And I'm hungry. I'm starving. <laughs> That's the problem with these marathon studio sessions. So Ismail and I are recording in studio for probably about the last six episodes, I think. Uh, we both have... So Ismail has a new baby. Yes. And I have a lot of travel. I miss her. Which is equally important. Yeah. He's like, yeah, sure, whatever. Yeah, another Broadway show to see tonight. I do. <laughs> um, so, anyways, so we're recording a marathon of of episodes just to kind of get us through uh, these next couple months, um, which is a lot of fun for us, just because we rarely get to record in studio. No, it's it's a ton of fun. Such a ton of fun, and I'm sure Ryan likes the excuse to travel. Of course uh except it's snowing outside right now and it's the first snow of the season yes thank you mr salinas you're welcome i'm happy to usher in i will have to go home and shovel after this the winter (laughs) um oh i forget shoveling is like a thing it's a big thing so what are we talking about today speaking of snowflakes what are we talking about today so feelings this is a topic what i would like to call focus on feelings and it comes from an interview i heard from the founder of Shake Shack, Danny Meyer. Mm. And that started as like a food truck in Bryant Park, no? It's, it wasn't a food truck, but it was like a small... Pop-up like, thing? Yeah, like a little, yeah. little restaurant. But he actually ran a famous restaurant, um, the Union Square Cafe, I think it was called, something like that. Yeah. It was hugely successful. And the story that he was kind of telling was very interesting to me, where he talked about... He didn't really focus on the food. So this is something very interesting that I think um, reminds me of our business where people focus on the quality of photos. But quality, the quality. Quality, quality, quality. And he had a very interesting take where he said, yeah, the food has to be good. He said, Don't get me wrong. You got to have good food. You got to have good quality food. But he focused on feelings. And he said the whole business is what do people feel like when they're in your restaurant? They come to your restaurant to feel good, to have a good time. Um, the decorations, the service, the way that people treat them when they come in, that is almost more important than the quality of the food. It's kind of like you have to have the bare minimum to be a successful restaurant. I thought you were going to say the bare necessities. I was like, calm it down. <laughs> you have to have the bare minimum of decent food. What differentiates you from everybody else and he basically said it was the feeling and that reminded me of disney so we went to disneyland recently and there's just a feeling we went like a year ago almost to the day i've lost track of time yeah it's been a year continue so there's a feeling of magic and it's hard to put your finger on it but you feel happy and the whole business of success is like reverse engineering what makes people feel that way, whether it's a theme park, whether it's at a restaurant, whether it's with your photo booth and trying to focus on that stuff. Cause we all have to have the bare minimum quality, right? We're not saying put something subpar out there, 
we're just we're just saying that, that that's I guess the assumed in in all of these scenarios is that we're assuming that you're doing a yes. decent job. Exactly. Yes. So now, what else can you do to make this feeling? Um, so he was kind of telling the story about when he was young, and they traveled to France, and they'd have dinner, and there's wine, and there's this kind of music in the background, mm. and people are speaking in, back, speaking in French. And Love it. They feel very homey. It's just that feeling that you think, like when you think about food and a great meal, it's not just about the quality of the food. It's the company. Sure. It's the, it's the ambiance of the area. And how do you create that, I think, is very important. You know, I, I think that this kind of goes back to, again, you were talking about Disney and the magic and all that other stuff. It has a lot to do with just feeling taken care of. And that is, I'm actually really learning that this is more of an American thing. And I didn't realize how much of an American thing this was. So whenever I went to uh, Photo Show Europe, I did a little pit stop in Paris and we went to Disneyland Paris. Disneyland Paris compared to Disneyland in the U.S. and Disney World are completely different from a service perspective. In the United States, we're like, what can we do to help? Can you get you – let me go get you something. Like, what do you need? We are happy to do it. Paris, not so much. <laughs> um, it, was, it wasn't – don't get me wrong. It was still – it was still there. And it just wasn't – it was just taken down about, you know, 25%. I'm realizing that the service, the American thing of creating an experience is 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 just that very American. Interesting. There's a concept that he brought up in his interview, which is what he teaches all his staff. He calls it um, everybody has a hospitality or service. So he pushed this concept of enlightened hospitality. And I think we can have something similar enlightened service where it's not just like, again, there's a bare minimum of service that you want to have no matter what business you are. Sure. How do you do something better? And it was stuff for him, like knowing what the customer would order before they order it. Correct. Or if they've been here before, you know what they like, you know where they want to sit. Know their name. You don't have to ask them. Correct. If they're buying this seafood, oh, this is the meal or the appetizer that goes well with that. Or just bringing something out without being prompted for it. So I think this enlightened service concept is something that we can also apply to our business, uh, combining it with the feeling. So a little small example. When, when someone books you, what happens? I get money in the bank. You get money in the bank. This is another thing that Danny said, that people think service is something that you do to people. But it's something that you do for people. And when someone pays you money and books you for a booth, it's a high-ticket item. A lot of times people just, you know, you send them an invoice, you get your payment. Maybe they get a receipt. Maybe they get sent to a page that says payment received. Sure. Think about if you're plopping down $1,000 on something, how do you feel? Yeah. If all oh, payment received. It just, it's the norm. What about having something nice that comes up? Hey, sure. you made a great decision. This is how your party's going to be now. Look at these pictures. So that is an interesting concept. So I recently signed up with a meal prep company. It's called Nutritional Solutions, which is genius because what – so there's like a lot of things like Blue Apron and, and mm. Freshly and, you know, all these other like little 
subscription food services. And I, I've done all those. I don't, I don't particularly care for them. I just think it's kind of, I don't know. I just, first of all, I'm not going to make my own food. I, I mean, that's just stupid. You're just doing grocery shopping for me and it's one more thing that I have to unpack. Like, no, I have a ton of Amazon boxes. I don't need oh, one man. more. Don't get me started. What I appreciate about nutritional solutions is they change up their menu every week and what they do is they give you like you have your preferences, you have text messages where you can communicate with them. So, hey, listen, I don't want nuts in anything. Can you just take out all the nuts? Or I'm not big on, you know, a whole lot of chicken. Can you have it just be like 25% chicken and then the rest, you know, whatever you want it to be. So they're really good about maintaining, I guess, the, the, the menu types um, specific to you, whereas – the cool thing that happened was whenever I got – whenever I signed up to initiate the text messaging thing, I got a picture from the staff that said, Welcome, Ryan. I know that this is created post-production. It's done with an app. I get it. But it's a picture of the team holding up a gigantic cardboard sign that says, Welcome, Ryan. That's How awesome. cool is that? Yes, it's oh, digitally man. created. Yes, it's automated. How flipping cool is that? But think about how – the feeling is different when you have that versus, oh, thanks for your payment. For sure. Thank you for your payment. Payment received. You know, I think that anticipation, and we've talked about this before, is a big thing. Anticipation where you are saying, I know what you're going to need before you need it. That is that is knowing that if ever I walk in somewhere to like to my friend's house and they have a Dr. Pepper waiting for me, nothing makes me feel more loved. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, it's Dr. Just, Pepper makes me happy. Like, and again, it's not something that costs a lot. No, no. That's a huge misconception. To me, the, the feeling is a huge missed opportunity in our industry. Because I'm, trust me, I'm an analytical guy. I'm about the numbers. I want efficiency. You know, how can we make booking easier? How can we get them through the door quicker? I'm all about that. But our whole business is about like major events in people's lives. And if we're not focusing on the feeling, we're missing the boat. Uh, there's a lot of people that have created entire businesses just on the feeling, like Disney and going to the theme park makes you feel good. We have people's sweet 16s, weddings, engagement parties, bridal showers, quinceañeras. We have corporate events that someone is putting together to bring their team together and build camaraderie. These are like big moments in people's lives. You know, I, I always like to think of other companies that do things that make us feel good that we can apply to our own. Uh, we just had a dog pass away recently. And, you know, dog wasn't doing well. You go in, you, you know, have to put the dog to sleep and, you know, what have you. Uh, what I really didn't expect was so uh, the vet that we took the dog to did paw prints of the dog. Yes. They mailed us a paw print of the dog or, or, or uh, a paw print mold of the dog said London. It had a card that said, we're so sorry for your loss. Had every member of the team sign it. I haven't stopped crying. I'm telling you, like, they didn't charge us. Yes, they raped us whenever they put the dog well, it's down. Included. It's rolled in there. I, it really is. It so is. But how likely are you to go the next time I have to kill my dog, I'm taking it to you. I mean, think I mean, I don't I've mean actually, it in such like such harsh terms, but think about it that way. I had the same experience with a with a pet cat where they gave you like a paw prints in a mold or something like Ugh. that. 
Yeah. Um, I mean, it's we are, but this is the thing is we are at a time where we're at large emotional points in people's lives. Yes. We do a lot of weddings. We do a lot of coming of age parties. Those things are super important. The more that we do to not necessarily feed into it or appease that, but the more we do to acknowledge that, the more we're able to like uh, capture more of the surrounding business. So for example, you do a good job at a bride's wedding. She has nine bridesmaids. I don't know why she's a psycho. You'll get all those, you know, once they find another man to love them for (laughs) their flaws. Oh, Ryan. Um, I, we talked about blind spots in a previous episode and I feel like this is a big blind spot too, where again, we're part of these like really large moments in people's lives and nowadays, how many events do people to go to, right? There's only so many events per year that someone goes to. You're at one of them. You should utilize that and leverage that and capitalize on feelings. And if you look at the, the biggest marketing campaigns and the biggest ads out there, you'll notice that some of the most like memorable ads, the most touching ads, you don't even, you, half the time you don't even know what product they're selling because mm. they're focused on the story and trying to elicit a feeling from you. And that, to me, you know, when I was a little less sophisticated as a marketer, I thought that was a distraction. <laughs> Look at this gene for Levi's. They don't even show you the Levi's. They show mm-hmm. you this other stuff. That's but not the point. You realize that that's the entire game. Get people to feel things. We are emotional beings. And subconsciously, if one vendor makes you feel better about working with them or booking them or Guess hiring what? them, that's who you're going to book. Same thing goes whenever you're marketing to other people. If ever you're making a relationship with, let's say, a catering manager at a hotel, you remember their birthday. How likely are they are, are they to either recommend you again or use you again or whatever? That's another thing is I found an interesting topic where photo booth people, if it was a wedding, they will, eat, they will mail them something that says congratulations on your one-year anniversary. Now, what I've yet to experience is a couple that hasn't made it to a year yet, and then that thing comes in the mail, and then finding out, oh, we got divorced. But just think about that example, right? Maybe you don't have to mail something, but how difficult is it nowadays to set up a simple email that goes out after a year of the wedding? Congratulations, guys. Thanks. We were glad to be part of your big day. I hope things are going well. I wish you guys the best. Any, so a, simple. A, any CRM can do this. You know what? Oh, it doesn't, you know, it only yep. works in days. Schedule it for 365 days after yep. the event's over. It yep. does not take that long to do it. The only thing is, is you have to like categorize it. Hey, this is a wedding. Yes. So that's what I do with my CRM as well. And you'd be surprised out of all the vendors that they hire for their wedding. I bet you you're the only person that's going to be checking on them a year later. Or maybe you do it every year. And that makes you stand out big time. (laughs) We got divorced. Stop emailing me. (laughs) That could be a problem. Yeah. For sure. So that, you know, I'm really interested on this. What's it called? Lateral marketing. Where you're marketing in different ways that really is just the same thing there's a there's a company called bonjoro um oh, and what yes. and, and i've actually used this for super boothers and there's a select amount of people that have gotten one from me so for example if during a certain period of time you signed up for our email list or you signed up for uh, a particular asset to download like the costing sheet or, or you bought you. a course yeah exactly you would get like a thank you from me 
and it was a video of me. How long does it take you to type out an email? I mean, you can record a video just as quickly, if not quicker. Yep, and it's a different reaction that you get from a live video. It's much more personable. It's much more intimate, and it takes maybe less time to do. You know, I think that the only thing is you have to be like in hair and makeup for an hour and get ready. And you know, whenever I signed up with Bonjoro, uh, I believe the guy that operated it was in Sydney. And he was just walking his dog, enjoying a park, saying, hey, thank you so much, blah, blah, blah. We're doing X, Y, Z. Let me know if you have any questions. If you reply to this email, it goes to me. I think Bonjoro has a lot of stuff to work out with their app. Like mm-hmm. you can't like have like a blind email come from them. Like it comes from like at Bonjoro.com, which I really don't appreciate. I'd rather have it come from like a white label coming from me. I really think that there's a couple of things that they need to hone in on a little bit more, but – it's most definitely a good start. One other thing that he touched on in his interview was, you know, if you're not familiar with it, there's a whole concept in sales about when someone's asking you for a discount, you basically tell them, hey, there's three main things, service, quality, and price. And you can't have all three. So you got to pick which two are most important to you. And that that is effective. But what Danny from Shake Shack was saying is that one plus one does not equal two. So he's like, where did this idea come up that you can only have service, quality, price, two of them? He's like, I want 0.67 of service, 0.67 of this, and 0.67, and that'll get you to two. You don't need to lose something. So that's another thing that he said that he built in his business is you don't cut your service or your price. You kind of lower all of them so that the sum your customer gets a better experience in total. For example, I really appreciate how, uh, I guess that's another thing is whenever you have, again, choosing the difference between, I guess you could have something fast, cheap, or what, 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 what service quality. Oh, no, no, no. You could, it's either fast, cheap, or, uh, or good quality rather. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. So you can have something good and fast, but it's not going to be cheap. You can have something fast and cheap, but it's not going to be good. Yep. That kind of concept, I guess. That I don't necessarily believe. I think that, for example, we, we talked about Groupon a little bit. So, yes, you're doing a Groupon. You are doing X amount for, you know, 300 bucks, whatever the case may be. What I don't think that people are fully understanding is – you don't have to give everyone everything for $300. Yep. $300 can be your base. $300 you can add on a memory book. You can add on delivery. You can add on printing. You can add on customization. You can add whatever. If that is your strategy to just get someone in the door, that's completely fine. But yeah, like I like I'm kind of I'm kind of stuck on the point that it's a it's a really missed opportunity. And I'm struggling to come up with more examples of how to capitalize on the feelings. Uh, Hopefully people that are listening will have examples of things that they do or that they're going to start doing that they can contribute and show us in the Facebook group. But to me, that's the real next level is finding a way to get more in tune with people's feelings. And at the end of the day, why do people hire a photo booth? They want to create memories. They want to add fun to their event and a lot of times if you see if you just while you're operating your booth stand 
and watch what's happening. I can't tell you how many memories I have of people literally dying of laughter, like peeing their pants, laughing. For sure. And that is, like, how often does that happen in someone's life? That's that's also something that I don't really realize until, uh, so, really quick story. Uh, In 2011, I had a family event where, again, I was doing all decor and all that other sort of stuff. And my aunt and uncle had their 25th wedding anniversary. I did the photo booth. I did the linens. I did the flowers. I did gobos. I did everything in this podunk town. I'm telling you, it was hysterical. Like, this town had never seen a party like this. It was amazing. Anyways, so we go in. We take photos. Uh, Two weeks later, my cousin passed away in a drunk driving accident. Those were the last photos that we had. I have had plenty of clients that have had photos with grandma, photos with their dad, photos with a whole bunch of people that have passed away shortly thereafter. You don't realize the types of emotional connections people have to these photos. So again, we talked about this with Stephen Bill on the Printer Guys episode where print is not dead. You don't necessarily have to like completely get rid of print. Print, there's still a place for print. And I'm really thankful that, you know, we have those photos. How many other times are we going to be able to make that sort of impact with our clients? And and there's a lot of other ways to tie into the emotion. And I think that's something that, Ryan, you say often is on your website when you put... No. No. On your website when you put photos... This is the thing? (laughs) No. The thing is, that's the thing. The thing is, oh. <laughs> um, people put photos of their setup with no one using it. Like, Don't do that. That is a perfect example of you being totally out of tune with the emotion and the feeling of your service. You want to show pictures of people using the booth, laughing, cracking up, smiling. Um, Doing crazy things, dancing. If you look at my Instagram, that's all my Instagram is, is people using the booth. Or we've taken videos of people trying to create these elaborate gifts and boomerangs. Yeah. And the boomerang looks cool. That's a nice thing to show on your website. But the video of them actually trying to make that cool, that is more in tune with the emotion. Sure. So highlighting more of that stuff, I think, will go a long way. And video is one way of doing that. So... Please head over to our Facebook group. Facebook.com slash groups slash superboothers. And share with us any examples that you may have, any pictures, any videos, or just comment on things that you've done or you've seen done that you think really gets you in tune with the emotion and the feeling. Thanks so much, guys. We'll see you next week.